Welcome to Stirring Words, where health and fitness experts Kim Taylor and Judy Ulrey explore God's wisdom on wellness. Listen in now on their weekly phone conversation. Miss Kimberly. Hello, Judy. What's going on in your world today? Miss Kimberly, my world is full of blue skies. How about you? Um, it is full of blue skies as well, sister. I am just so excited by what we talked about last week about your book, Sprinkle Clean. And, and that was just such a rich session that we had just talking about the book and everything that's in it. And I know our listeners are excited by what is next. Well, thank you. I just want to say thank you for taking the time to ask those questions about Sprinkled Clean. I have to tell you, I am humbled to the core of my soul because I just really feel like it is and was a work of the Holy Spirit. And I'm just so excited to get God's word out there relative to people caring for themselves physically. So if you would open us in some prayer, I just want today's session where we launch our series on Sprinkled Clean to be blessed by you-know-who. So would you uh, welcome him in? Yes, absolutely. Father, Father God, what an awesome privilege we have to be here on today, just eager to feast on your word. Because, Lord, we know that just as surely as we eat physical food to give us strength and give us nourishment and energy, so we feed upon your word spiritually to grow stronger and closer to you. So, Lord, we're just asking that you be glorified in our conversation on today. I'm just asking, Lord, that you give my sister Judy a mouth and wisdom in the way that she speaks today, Lord, that she speak with boldness and clarity the word that you have given her today and that you prepare the hearts of the people who will be listening and that they bear an abundant harvest in their lives of health and strength and prosperity for your glory. So we thank you, Lord, and we give you honor, praise, and glory in everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, sister, and thank you. Well, again, I just am so grateful for this opportunity to really lead and facilitate the next several sessions of Stirring Words based on my book, Sprinkled Clean. And so today the launch session is is exactly in what we're just going to follow through the book. And for anybody who doesn't know, you can go to holyhealthclub.com and find the Sprinkled Clean section. And if you donate to charity, you'll get the book. It's all It's all a fundraiser for charity, which I love that too. But in the book and today, we are starting with the gospel. Because you know what, Kim? As children of God, every breath needs to start with the gospel. Every decision, every action, every thought needs to start at the foot of the cross. And so we're going to start today by, I'm going to read through the passage Romans 3, 21 to 26, and then we're going to unwrap it phrase by phrase, thinking in terms of how does this relate to my food and fitness choices? So let me start by reading this wonderful, wonderful passage, Romans 3, 21 to 26. This is the 
uh, English Standard Version for anybody who wants to know that. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Now, that is the gospel. That is the gospel right there. So I just want to start, Kim, by bantering with you the idea of celebrating our salvation. Because how often do we just say, thank you, Lord, for dying for me? Thank you, Lord, that I am not bound by the law. Thank you, Lord, that you did put out a propitiation for my sins by the blood of Jesus the Christ. Because that is the core of every day of our lives. So, so do you get that, and and how do you feel about that, Kim? Do you? I know, I know, I know that I know, even though we've never discussed it, that you celebrate your salvation. So, so talk oh. to me about that. Oh, absolutely, Judy. In fact, I always get this image of a person who is drowning, and suddenly someone reaches out their hands and pulls them out of that that certain death that they were appointed to and when they get back on the boat and they're breathing heavy and and they're shivering cold and and when they come to themselves they are looking around like who saved me mm-hmm. and i always think of it like that because we were we were dead in our sins and we were appointed to eternity in torment in hell, but Jesus saved us, and we had no hope because we were slaves to sin, but now we're alive in Christ Jesus, and I always think about but God, and that Mm -hmm. is really a reminder that God, if not for you, I would have been dead in my sin. I would continue to be slave to sin, but now I'm alive in Christ. So, yes, sister, absolutely I celebrate my salvation because I know where I came from. And I love that visual because it is 100% accurate. So, so hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, that you have saved us. So the next question I would like to propose to you and, of course, to our listeners is how does the fact that we are now children of God, we have been saved through his grace, how does that impact our food and fitness choices? 
And so that's really sort of where I'd like to take the conversation overall, but I'd like to break that down relative to phrases from this passage. So how does our new life impact our food and fitness choices? Let's first look at the phrase, the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. And what I would propose, Kim, is that most diets are about the law. They, they are a perfect example of the law. It is, you know, the list of rules, right? And how diets don't work. I mean, we know that they don't work. They're a list of rules, and they're all about following those rules. So, mm-hmm. and, and trying, to, trying to do the right thing in our weak flesh. And you're absolutely right, Judy. And you know what? As you were talking about that, I was thinking about the book of Proverbs even. And when you set up rules, of course, there's like a thrill that comes from breaking them, right? You know, uh, uh, (laughs) it seems it seems to awaken that rebel nature on the inside of us that tells us you can't tell me what to do. And I even thought about the scripture in Proverbs and and it's Proverbs chapter nine, verse 17 and uh, through 18. And it says stolen water is sweet and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he does not know that the dead are there and that her guests are in the depths of. And I just brought that up because when we give ourselves these rules and laws and things like that, you know, there's this little thrill that comes from breaking them. And then the enemy just uses that to condemn us to say, you know, you, I knew you weren't going to be able to stick to that. Well, no. I mean, God's not asking us to do that. He's the one that does the heavy lifting. And that's, I love that. that's true grace. That's true through his grace, Judy. So this is so powerful to be able to relate this, this passage to our fitness to recognize where our true help comes from. So let's start with we know that we will be successful apart from the law. Mm-hmm. The second phrase, which is verse 22, says the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. One of the things that, and a theme that runs through every single page of Sprinkled Clean is, you can't, but he can. Mm-hmm. And most of us know the, the passage that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But how many of our listeners believe, well, I can do all things except this? You know, I've not been successful at eating the right foods. I've not been successful at exercising regularly. I can do all things except that. And yet, how many, and again, I'm talking to you listeners, how many have started a food or fitness regimen on your knees saying, God, I can't do this. I look at these rules. I've tried to follow the rules, and I have broken everyone again and again and again. But right, the righteousness of God comes through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe that, mm-hmm. th- that through his spirit, through his strength, you will be successful. So thoughts on that, sweet? Oh, amen. Absolutely. And I always think about how the scripture tells us that God himself has begun a good work in us through Jesus Christ. And in that respect, he's the one that gets the glory 
for when we walk and, and we do the things that are honoring to him, he gets the glory because we know that we do not have that strength in our flesh. And like I mentioned before, we know where our help comes from. And because of that and that acknowledgement, we direct the glory back to him. So, Judy, when I fail, and I have on my journey, I always tell myself when I fail, this just shows me why I need a Savior. I used to call it getting wins, W-I-N-S, why I need a Savior. And this scripture just shows us. Yeah, I mean, the scripture just shows us that and how God himself, we believe. So we follow what he tells us to do, and and we give him the glory for it. And it's such a beautiful process. Absolutely, absolutely. So our righteousness has been manifested apart from the law, uh, Mm -hmm. through faith in Jesus Christ. So verse 23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now, I want you to speak to this, Miss Kim, because I know through your Take Back Your Temple ministry that you have experienced members who are absolutely sure everybody is successful in this journey except them. Right. Absolutely. And that is such a lie because the enemy uses that to keep us in condemnation and to tell us lies like you'll never change. And the Bible clearly tells us that we can change with the help of the Lord. Otherwise, the Lord would not have told us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind if change was impossible for us. But, yes, um, we do fail. We We have failed. I failed. But the issue is that we've fallen short of God's glory, but we have that teachable spirit. And that we walk this journey out with him in confidence that, Lord, you knew the mistake that I was going to make even before I made it. And therefore, when I made this mistake, now, granted, I could have asked you before the mistake to say, Lord, guide me. But since I didn't and I failed, then, Lord, I know that you already have the plan of recovery for me because you're committed that you've begun this good work. And you said that you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So once again, he does the heavy lifting. So we fart, but he's doing this great work on the inside of it, us, inside of us, as we have that dependency on him. So once again, Judy, this is a wonderful process for us to go grow deeper in our relationship with God as we trust in him to get us through. Well, because not only, Kim, does he pick us up after we have failed, but he forgives us. And one yes. of the things that I will remind people if you, if, if you hadn't, didn't listen to the interview last week is Sprinkled Clean is a very transparent part of my own story, not in conquering the desires of the flesh relative to food or exercise, but in overcoming the flesh relative to me getting angry and me saying harsh words uh, because I'm demanding whatever I'm demanding in that moment. And what became clear very quickly was my sin in that moment is really no different than someone else's uh, going off the rails and eating a pint of ice cream or uh, choosing not to exercise when they know God has called them to, you know, well care for their body 
because it, it's just a moment where we say, I want what I want more than I want what God wants in that moment. Uh, the flesh overcomes the spirit. And so I, I it, it just goes back to verse 23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I get angry, you overeat, but it's all the same sin. It is not, it is succumbing to the desires of the flesh. And we're not alone, And but thank you, God. He is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. So, um, but again, for those who feel like they're alone and they're the only ones who are failing in this process, trust me, you're in bad company. <laughs> we're, we're all sinners, right? We need a Savior. So, we need a Savior. We all need a Savior. Exactly. Love those wins. When I need a Savior. Uh, why I need a Savior. Mm-hmm. So then the next phrase in this wonderful passage is, are justified by his grace as a gift. Mm. So we go back to just gratitude, right? Celebration and gratitude. We are children of the Most High. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. We have power to do what we would not naturally do. So we can cast all our cares on him. He cares for us. He will help us ditch those destructive habits. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. This is a gift. He is saying, please let me help you be successful. Please, I am extending the gift of my salvation. I'm extending the gift of my power. I'm extending the gift of my Holy Spirit that will overcome the desires of the flesh. And yet how often do we say, no, I want to do it myself? Yep, exactly, Sister Judy. And you know what? I was just thinking, even as you were speaking, the scripture from Isaiah 46, 4 came up to me. And this is a promise from God to all of us. And he says, even to your old age, I am he, and even to gray hair, I will carry you. I have made, and I will bear. Even I will carry and will deliver you. And what an amazing promise for all of us to know that God's grace is an incredible gift. He's made the promise. He's carrying us. Even as we face these cares, he said, cast them on me. My, my shoulders are wide enough to carry them. I'll carry you. I'm carrying you, too. Mm. So, oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. So, so powerful. So powerful. You know, I'm tempted to ask you to say that again slowly, but I know we we have a short, we're going to run out of time. So just, again, that was Isaiah 46.4. I challenge everybody to go back and read that about 10 times and get yes. out the Kleenex. Because I'm sorry, that one makes me cry. That is just so reassuring to me. So thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to just keep powering through. We're going through Romans 3.21 to 26. And the next phrase is, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. One of the things that I think is part, of course, of this whole concept of being saved by grace is that it all relies on the resurrection of Jesus the Christ. If he had just been crucified died and stayed in the grave, we would have no hope. But we, like he, 
can be resurrected in our spirit. We are. I mean, the, the word says in present tense, you are dead to sin and alive to Christ. Just as he beat death, so you too can arise, which triggers for me anybody who who missed our entire series, Kim's book, uh, her Take Back Your Temple, based on her arise principle to good health. Mm-hmm. I love that word. That word has such power. That word, word brings such hope. That that word just by itself lifts my spirit. And we can arise only because Jesus rose from the grave. Amen. I want to sing, up from the grave he arose, but I won't. I'm a bad singer. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that concept, Ms. Jim? Well, I was thinking about that <laughs> because that is well, that's that is my singing. Girl, I'm not gonna say anything about your singing now. Come on, <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> You're right. That that word arise. You see the sun arising out of darkness. You know the the sunrise, and I always think about that because. You know, we we have that new life in in Christ Jesus, and so often the enemy tries to get us to go back and remember the way things used to be before we accepted Jesus as our Savior. But accepting him as our Savior is a game changer. We were dead. We are dead to sin, but we're alive in Christ, and because we're alive in, in Christ, we're joined with him. We're walking out this journey with him. We're not alone in it anymore. So that is such a wonderful, hope, life-sustaining scripture right here, that through his redemption, we are alive to Christ. And as such, it's a new day that we can reinvent, <laughs> that we are not bound by the things that we went through in the past. So this is such a, a wonderful thing. Well, it, I mean, it is. What what a gift. And the last phrase in this passage that I'd like to um, just unwind or unwrap before we wrap this session up is propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. You know, we brothers and sisters in Christ need to do anything and everything we are trying to do in faith, in his strength. It's time to quit trying these diets and trying to be good and trying to do all the right thing and start trusting and mm. admitting that I can't do this. I am so prone to eating poorly and sitting on the couch and being drawn in. And that the, the exciting thing is that tethers you to the God almighty. He says, I know, I know you are prone to wander. Let me get bound under my yoke and let me, my yoke is easy. My burden is light, but let me do this through you. You in your flesh cannot do this, but in faith, you, even the faith of a tiny, tiny, tiny mustard seed, you can move mountains. And I mean Amen. mountains like exercising regularly, eating healthfully, that today seems absolutely impossible. So acknowledge your shortcomings. 
shortcomings to your father. Ask him for help. Believe you are a new creation in Christ, which he says you are. Allow the Holy Spirit to transform you as you surrender your heart to him. I know you have something to say about that, Miss Kim. Well, Judy, girl, that just puts us in such an empowering position to know that as we receive God's grace, that we have everything that we need to be victorious. We receive it by faith, and we recognize that we have God's word that gives us the wisdom by which to live, and then we have his Holy Spirit that gives us the strength and power to do it. So God has already done his part, and now it's time for us to trust and believe in him to do our part day by day and choice by choice. Amen, sister. And if you don't have anything else to add, I'm going to close us in prayer and just thank the Lord for all he has done for us, what he's going to do for us, for all of us and all of our listeners in the next several weeks as we bow in complete surrender to his strength. Amen, sister. Now, I was going to ask you, is there a practical way that our listeners could implement the things that we talked about this week? Well, 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 funny you should ask. So I will say again that if anybody is that the next several weeks that Kim and I are doing together are going to be based on my book, Sprinkled Clean. And thank you for asking. What I'm going to do is direct our listeners to specific questions that are in the book. I call it a book. It's sort of a really a workbook because it is riddled with questions. And I want to remind everybody that's listening, when you make a donation to the charity, one of the charity links that's on my website, then you will get uh, an electronic copy and that and authorization to give that to a buddy because we want you going through this process with your small group, with your best buddy, and it is riddled with questions, and I want you to answer those questions and then discuss those questions with your inner circle. So the two questions that I'm just going to highlight on our session today are, number one, do you see the difference between relying on willpower versus God fulfilling every resolve for good? And you'll see the, old, the entire question in the book, but I want you to just do some journaling about what is, how does that look different when you're acting on willpower versus, on, versus God fulfilling every resolve? And then the second question is, when was the last time you contemplated the gift of Calvary? In mm. your opinion, has God done enough for you, or do you continue to demand. And that question will make a little more sense when you read the book because little Miss Judy is confessing her sin of pounding her fist demanding when the revelation of look at all he has done for me came to my attention. So, but are we not all guilty of that? God, I want you to do this. God, I want you to yeah. do that. And look at all he has done. So, those are the two mm -hmm. questions from the book that I'd like to end with. There are many, many more, and so just excited to be used. I just need to go before the Lord because this is a little overwhelming for me to 
feel like we can be part of his work, which I love. So, Father, Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in the lives of our listeners, in anyone from here till the end of the days who reads and goes through sprinkled clean. May thy will be done. May lives be transformed, not because they followed the rules, but because they bowed before you. May lives be transformed, not because they were good enough, but because they confessed that they are not good enough. And I include myself. I say we. May we, Kim, me, all of our listeners, anyone who ever reads Sprinkled Clean, continue to be sanctified through faith. Faith in Jesus the Christ, who rose from the dead, that we, too, might have newness of life. It is overwhelming. We so infrequently claim that promise, that truth, that power, and I pray in the name of Jesus that we, the church, would begin to be transformed physically as our hearts are softened because you have sprinkled them clean. (laughs) We come to you in the name and the power and the glory and the resurrection of Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. Wonderful, wonderful prayer and wonderful charge to me and our listeners to just contemplate the gift of God's grace and salvation, and that is just an amazing thing. So, Judy, thank you. Thank you so much for opening up the scripture, the series here, and we're expecting life transformation. We are expecting life transformation, and I have to tell you, I am expecting transformation in the church, capital C, and very excited about that. Amen, sister. Well, you have a wonderful week, and I eagerly await next week and see what the Holy Spirit is going to give you next week to share with us. Yes, ma'am. Love you big. Love you too, girl. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Stirring Words. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss a session. And please tell your friends about us. If you'd like to dig deeper into this week's message, you can reach Kim at TakeBackYourTemple.com and Judy at HolyHealthClub.com. Until next week, may you be stirred by God's transformative word.